Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. So proud of these young ladies. Thank you guys. We're, we're so excited to have Pathways with us. Every, every time you guys come, man, we're so excited. So thank you. Thank you for bringing them. That's awesome. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. And listen, those of you that, that gave your life to the Lord, I want to encourage you to follow that up with baptism. We'll be glad to talk with you about that more if you need to. We want to see you go all the way with Jesus. All the way. Not going to stop short. We're going to go all the way with Jesus. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. I want to uh, talk to you this morning. This is not what I had planned. Actually, this morning, as I was on my way over here, uh, I had a word that came to me, and I went and looked up the Scripture, and when I looked up the Scripture... The Lord said, this is what I want you to talk about this morning. And I said, but Lord, what about all these, these uh, powerful notes that I've got? And he said, just let them be notes and keep them. But, but this is what I want you to talk about. So I want to talk about this this morning. And I want to entitle it, Winning the Head Game. Winning the Head Game. How many of you uh, have to deal with head games? You say, what is head game? Head game is, is thoughts. Thoughts. Things that come into your mind that, that battle against you, that war against you to uh, keep you confused or, or keep you doubting or, 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 or something like that. Keep you in fear. Keep you struggling in your mind. And, and the Lord spoke to me this morning about, he said, I... I I want people to know how to win the head game. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, if you write in your Bible or highlight on your phone, you can highlight or underline times past. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, if you write in your Bible, if you highlight in your phone, Highlight, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when, if you write in your Bible, if you highlight on your phone, highlight even when, all right? Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. 
Lord, we believe today that it was by your word that the world as we know it was created. So, Father, we know that your word is powerful. So, Lord, today, let the powerful word of God penetrate our hearts today. Let it break bondage. Let it sever yokes. And, Lord, we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, for those of you that weren't able to be here Wednesday night, we, and this month, the entire month, 31 days of January have been devoted to prayer. Uh, and, and some are fasting, but I hope we're all praying. And we've devoted this month to prayer. And I believe this year is going to be a year of prayer, but, but focusing on prayer this month. And Wednesday night, we focused on uh, prayer, but to start it out, we uh, talked a few minutes about personal purity, uh, about uh, becoming pure uh, in your personal life. The, the psalmist said, who, sa- who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, but he that hath clean hands and a pure heart? And that clean hand is simply uh, a person who has innocent hands and, and a clean heart. And so we talked about personal purity. Last Sunday, we talked about it's time to build an altar. We talked about Elijah on Mount Carmel and how uh, Elijah recognized uh, the destructive times that they were in and, and that Elijah had the mandate of God on his life that it was time to do something that was out of the ordinary. It was time to do something that wasn't according to the stream of society. And so Elijah built an altar on Mount Carmel. And how many of you know when he built the altar, things turned around? Listen, it is a proven fact. You can read it in God's Word. You can go back through history and look at it. Every time that people build an altar or establish an altar for God and begin to pray, God always moves. It's every time you can go back in history and look at it. So I want to tell you this morning that that prayer, uh, prayer might not change your situation, but prayer will always change you to deal with your situation. See, my biggest thing sometimes is I don't know how to deal with a situation. But prayer will always cause me to learn how and to know how to deal with a situation. If you don't pray, don't expect it. Prayerlessness has birthed a weak church or a weak body of believers. But when people begin to pray, and I'm I'm getting off on a rabbit trail. When we begin to pray, God's going to move. Say that to yourself. When I pray, God's going to move. Let's say it again. When I pray, God's going to move. Listen, next week, and I've I've been planning to do this for the past couple of weeks and and just haven't been able to get around to it, but next week uh, we're going to begin to... uh, order, I'm going to get some shirts and I'm going to show them to you. And if you want to order one, you can. Judy and I talked about this several weeks ago as we were walking, uh, exercising and walking. 
the, we began to uh, think about it, and I spoke at a, a prayer group here a few weeks ago, and the Lord brought it to me again, and we're going to get these shirts that's going to have simply I pray on the back of them. We're going to have McCullough Christian Center on the front of it, and, and that's what we're going to begin to walk. Uh, I'm going to make Judy start walking. She needs to walk more and exercise more, so I'm going to put one of those on her back and send her out in the community. Y'all say, Pastor, you was doing good till you hit that word make. So let me, let me rewind and say I'm going to encourage Judy and we're going to walk. See, wording is everything. Learn how to use your words in 2018. But we're going to do that because the Lord has really dealt with us about getting outside of the walls of the church and letting people know that we're praying. And, and what better way to do that when you're walking through town or something, you got I pray on the back of it. Amen. I, I thought it was good. Winning the head game. There are three things in this passage of Scripture, uh, uh, six verses that we read this morning that I want, I want you to focus on. Uh, three parts. The first one is times past. The second one is but God. And the third one is even when. Paul talked about in this passage that there was a time when we were by nature the children of wrath. We were by nature the children of wrath. When he used the word nature, he was talking about, if you look up the word nature in the Greek, the definition that you will get is to bring forth or produce. That's what the word nature means in the Greek, is to bring forth or produce. The word nature is simply the operating system that governs your thoughts, actions, and your view of life. Understand that. Your nature. Now, Paul said we were, at one time, we were all by nature the children of wrath. And what he was saying was that at, at one time before Christ, we were all sinners. We had a sin nature. You were born that way. You inherited that sin nature. I inherited a sin nature from my mom and dad. And we all, we were born like that, and we were by nature the children of wrath. In other words, nobody had to teach you to lie. Nobody had to teach you to cheat. Nobody had to teach you uh, to uh, think bad of somebody or something like that. It was a natural tendency when you were born because you were all by nature children of wrath. Thanks to Adam and Eve, we received that. But listen, that was in times past. That's what Paul said in verse 2 wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. 
In other words, before Christ came in, you just you were in the stream of society, the stream of culture, and you were just floating down the stream of society. You did what came to your mind. You you lived. You you uh, participated. You talked. You did all these things that the world does, and you were in that stream of society. That of sin, and you walked according to the course of this world and, and according to the prince of the power there. In other words, your nature was governed by the prince of the power of the air. A sin nature is always directed and governed by Satan. All right? So everything that comes out of that sin nature produces who you are. It, is, it was the operating system that you operated by. All right? So it was a sin nature. And Paul said uh, that the, it was the spirit that is even now working in the children of disobedience. What's wrong with our society today? It's not our government. It's not, it's not our leaders. It's not uh, 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 all of our, our problems. But we, the problem in our society today is that people's nature are being governed by the wrong entity. All right? But then he said, that was in times past. Now, there are two types of people here this morning. There, one type, you are still living in that time because your nature is still governed by the enemy. Your nature is still governed by a sinful mindset. There's another group of people here this morning, and you've been born again. Jesus came into your life, and now uh, you have the nature of Christ. But here's the deal, guys. Where the battle comes in is when I was born again and became a child of God, the old man passed away, but he didn't die. So I'm still having to battle with that old man. And if I'm not careful, that old man represents that old nature. And, and if I'm not careful, that old nature will want to come back and, and hound me and torment me and remind me of what I was yesterday. That old nature is what's happening in your life, Christian, when you walk in somewhere and you feel this spirit of condemnation come over you because there's somebody there that knew you when and they always want to remind you of how it used to be. That old nature is what rises up in you, child of God, that wants to condemn you and tell you that you'll never be worth what God says you're worth. That old nature is that that's always coming and he is always in opposition of the nature of Christ in your life. Let me read on down. You see, Paul said this. But God, everybody say, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, that mercy is simply that I didn't get what I deserved. In other words, in God's great mercy, he didn't give me what I deserved. 
but his grace brought me what I didn't deserve. Amen? Now listen, let, if, if we were all by nature the children of wrath and we've been born again because God's mercy came into our lives, then what's happened to that old nature? Let's read in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Go ahead and mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a child of God, you've got everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. And I believe that's talking about life. Not life necessarily in God, but he's given me everything that I need that pertains to my life and my relationship with him. I don't have to go somewhere and obtain something else. I don't have to make a visit to a temple somewhere and get something else that God wants me to have. When I found him and made him Lord of my life, he gave me everything that I needed that pertains to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now here's here's what happened, guys. When Christ came into my life, my nature changed. God took that old nature of mine and put it to the side and I inherited a divine nature. In other words, if I inherited the nature of Christ, I inherited the operating system of heaven. My nature is no longer controlled by the things of this world and things around me, but my nature... The operating system that I operate with is controlled by God, all right? So, here's the battle. There are two natures. The divine nature of God must have preeminence in my life. The divine nature of God is that part in me uh, that, that reminds me of who God is. It reminds me of how awesome God is. The divine nature in me reminds me of how powerful God is and that nothing is impossible with him. When I get in situations in my life and that old nature wants to rise up in me, if I've been praying and I've been seeking God, that divine nature will stand up and say, look, I want to tell you who's boss here. I want to tell you who's in control here. You see, and the battle is the battle is between those two natures. That's the reason that we have struggles in our mind because the old man wants to say, do it like this, and the divine nature that's in us says, no, you've got to do it God's way. You see, and the battle is that the enemy gets in and begins to use that old nature of ours to, to uh, depress us and oppress us and discourage us and condemn us. 
What we've got to understand that is uh, it, the, the blood of Jesus is on my life, friend, that old nature is dead. The old nature is dead, and the new nature is living. Paul said this, I am... Uh, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives on the inside of me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So you see, you've got to understand that we've got to quit listening to the old nature. If you want to win the battle of the mind, you've got to quit listening to the old nature because the old nature opposes everything of God. The old nature is not sensitive to the spirit. He does not understand the things of the spirit. He does not discern the things of the spirit. So you've got to recognize you have to keep that old nature under wraps. How do you do that? We do it through prayer. All right? God, listen. And, and the third part is even when. And you can see that in verse uh, chapter 2 and verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, even when we were dead in sins, God did a work in our lives. Even when I was dead in sin, God came in and quickened me and made me alive. Why, why am I bringing that out? Why am I bringing out times past? Because you need to let times past be times past. You need to let 2017 rest and look forward to what God's going to do in your life in 2018. Let it be in times past because time past uh, is a, is a uh, history of what you used to be. Times past is a history of what I used to be. But then, but God. You see, what the enemy will do is try to remind me of times past. The only battle that I can win with him and the way I win that battle is I say, but God. When the enemy comes and says, but listen, in times past, I say, but God. When the enemy comes and reminds me of how I used to be, I say, but God. And the devil will come and say, but God doesn't love you like that. He doesn't care about you like that. He hasn't forgiven you of that sin. He hasn't cleansed you from your past. And then I go down to the third part and I say, yeah, but even then, even when I was dead in my sins, Christ came and made me alive in him. You see, all of us, all of us have got times past, but we need but God. And if we've got but God, we can look at the devil and say, even when I was in my worst condition, even when I was in the worst shape of my life, even when I was in the hog pen, scraping around with the hogs and all of that, even when God quickened me and made me alive. Listen, I could stop right there because that is an uh, antidote for good warfare. How do you win the battle against the enemy? You use the word of God. The devil could care less about how many degrees you've got. He could care less about who your daddy is. Believe me, I tried it when I was coming up. I'd go out and play with the world by night and kneel down by my bed and say, Lord, thank you that my daddy is a preacher. Now help me, Lord, uh, and be with me tonight as I rest because deep down I knew that if I died, I would go to hell. And so I rode on the fact that my daddy was a preacher until I realized that my daddy being a preacher 
didn't do me any good. I had to have a personal relationship with him. Now, here we go. Even when we were dead in sins, God did the work. That is a, an awesome picture of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. When the, listen, when the enemy comes in and begins to torment you, just say, even when. Even when I was unlovable, he loved me. Even when I didn't even regard him, he loved me. Even when I was bound up and chained up, he loved me. And I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to Listen, one of the things I'm going to try to do in 2018, listen, I want to I give you, now I've given you three things, but I want to give you one more thing about warfare praying. Warfare praying. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Listen, let me tell you, prayer solidifies the nature of God in me. Prayer emboldens the godly nature in me. When I begin to pray, it might not change my situation, but it changes me. It causes me to recognize the awesomeness of God. Listen, I can, I can be depressed. I told you about this a few weeks ago. I got up one Sunday morning, and I felt about that high. I felt so inadequate. I felt so unworthy. I felt, I felt like I was a worse sinner in the neighborhood. And I felt so bad, and, and I started just telling tell Judy, I said, I, I don't, I'm just not going to church today. I just don't, I don't feel saved. I don't feel like I'm a Christian. I don't feel holy, and I sure don't feel sanctified or anything like that. I, and, and I was standing at the kitchen uh, sink and, and looking out the window, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you feel like this. Why don't you try praying in the Spirit? And I just begin to pray in the spirit. And I'm, and I'm telling you, it wasn't, it wasn't five seconds that whole thing turned around and, and, and that divine nature began to rise up in me. Listen, prayer solidifies the nature of God in me. And, and I believe that what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 was praying. Because he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, now notice this. If he's talking about prayer, he said, my praying is mighty through God. When I pray, I am moving heaven, and heaven is moving my situation. So understand, number one, my weapon is praying, and when I pray, it is a mighty weapon in the hands of God. Number two, when I pray, my prayers demolish. They demolish everything that is opposed to Christ. And here's one way that I look at when he said pulling down strongholds and casting down imaginations. I believe what Paul was saying is when, when he pulls down strongholds, he's pulling down those strongholds in your mind that would oppose Christ. 
because he's pulling them down. He's getting rid of them. He's pulling down those strongholds of the mind and he's casting down everything that would exalt itself against my heart, my spirit, that has affected my heart. What is the production of that? What does that produce? It produces obedience to Christ. Listen, I was thinking about this this morning and the Lord began to, to speak to me and he said, he said, we need to stop thinking or stop entertaining thoughts regarding ourselves that are contrary to the thought that God has for us. We need to stop entertaining those thoughts that are contrary to what God says about us. We need to understand the nature of God, child of God. The nature of God says, if God be for me, who can be against me? The nature of God says that I understand this, that my circumstance doesn't dictate whether or not God loves me. My circumstance might not be good, but that doesn't mean that I am not loved by God. Listen, the children of Israel and Moses coming across the wilderness, the children of Israel focused on the acts of God. If God acted on their behalf, they were happy. When God didn't act, they were mad. When, they, when God didn't move according to the way that they thought he should, they got frustrated. Why? Because they focused on what God was doing and, act, and how God was acting. The reason that you never see Moses do like the children of Israel did is because Moses wasn't focused on the acts of God. He was focused on the nature of God because he knew that even though they didn't have any water, he knew the nature of God dictated that water would come when they needed it. Moses knew that even though they didn't have anything to eat, he wasn't looking for some action to come from God because he knew the nature of God dictated that when I get hungry, God will feed me what I need. I think you missed that. I think, you're, I think you've got your mind on the buffet and, and you're ready to eat and you missed what I just said. The reason this morning that there are people that are sitting home today in their living room and they're mad and frustrated with God, they're mad at the church, they're mad at the pastor because God didn't do something that they thought he should is because they're focused on the wrong thing. They're looking for God to do something and fix something in their lives and they don't understand the nature of God. When you understand the nature of God and you download the divine nature into your being, then you will understand that it it doesn't matter if I'm outside in the cold. The nature of God tells me that I am not at my end. The nature of God might uh, will tell me that I am not at the end of my rope. It might look bad on the outside. It might feel bad on the inside. But because I know the nature of God, I know that it will not be over until God says it's over. I might not understand my situation 
situation and I might not understand my circumstance and I might not know how to deal with all these thoughts that are going on in my mind, but the nature of God tells me that I am more than a conqueror. The nature of God says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The nature of God, friend, will lift you up above the struggle and the trial that you're going through. But don't wait on the act of God. Get the nature of God because the nature of God will always produce an action from God. Man, I should have went there 10, 15 minutes ago, but I didn't. Go ahead and stand with me, please. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did, did you get what I'm saying? Because so many times, the warfare that's going on in my mind the battle that's being raging in my mind. You're not loved. Nobody cares about you. You'll never make it. You'll never succeed. You'll never accomplish. You just thought God said you were going to do this. That's never going to happen. Warfare in my mind. Warfare in my spirit. They didn't speak to you. They don't like you. You're worth nothing to them. They don't love you. Things like that. Listen, that warfare in my mind, and and yes, I deal with it too, guys. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to me because I battle in my mind. I battle. Listen, I stand up here and look at y'all. Some of y'all are smiling and looking good, but some of y'all ain't smiling. And I just pass it off, you know. They ate something bad for breakfast or something, and, and, and it ain't settling right, so they got a bad look on their face. But see, the warfare that goes on in, in our minds, and we all have to deal with that. But listen, when you understand that, listen, God has put his nature in you. Oh, man. God has put his divine nature in you. God has put his divine nature in me. And I don't have to see lightning bolts. I don't have to see water divided to know the nature of God. Amen. Father, we love you today. Father, we thank you this morning that you are bringing revelation. You're bringing insight to us, Father. God, you are showing us your nature. Now, Lord, this morning I pray, Father, as we've spoken this word, Lord, let that nature of heaven rise up in us. Holy Spirit, let that nature of heaven rise Stand up strong in us, Father. There are those that are battling this morning. Father, let the nature of heaven, that divine nature, rise up in them and let them know that you're not left them. Let them know that you still love them. Let them know that you are faithful, God, to what you said in your word. Now, Lord, I bless them this morning in the name of Jesus, and we give you praise. Amen.
Amen. Listen, if you're here this morning you need special prayer, you can come and we'll definitely pray with you. Otherwise, we love you.